We have now entered into the third growth series and the theme is grace and truth. So when we're looking at these two concepts, which is very important in our life and in our faith, is that grace in one way can be understood to be God's presence with us. And it is grace that allows us to experience this presence. While truth, on the other hand, is simply the reality of how things are. It's whether we accept it or not, whether we believe in it or not, truth is truth. And therefore it is the ultimate reality. But when we look at grace, it is also the life in us. And that's what we see when Jesus says, I have come that you may have life in abundance. And that life in a way in us is grace. And therefore truth allows us to experience grace and grace in turn reveals the truth and that cycle continues in our lives. And therefore when we look at it in the context of the growth series, it's not either one or the other. It's not either grace or truth that we're called to reflect on. It is both together. It is to understand how they both exist in our life and how they give us that power to experience God in each and every moment of our lives. And that is what we're going to be reflecting on as the growth series goes on. We are now in the season of Advent. And Advent is a time of waiting. It's also a time of arrival. Something is coming. So the truth is that Jesus is coming. The truth is that he is present and he's always coming. And grace is what allows us to experience this. So it's not just preparing ourselves. Grace is not just about preparing ourselves but also being able to recognize Jesus when he comes so that we can experience him. So that is a cycle that is being followed, which is the truth is that the Lord is coming and grace allows us to experience him. And it allows us to do this by allowing us to recognize him. And that is something which we're called to reflect on as we go through this particular series. And therefore, when we look at it in the context of this development, it basically allows us to do one thing. It's not just about experiencing God, recognizing God. But by experiencing God and recognizing God, we allow ourselves through the encounter with Christ to become more and more Christ-like. And so what does it mean to be Christ-like? And one way we understand it is simply to be able to look at myself and the other through the eyes and heart of Jesus. That is what it means to be Christ-like. And the season of Advent is an opportunity for us to grow in this ability to be more and more Christ-like, to be able to recognize him in different moments of our life. And that is what we can see happening in the gospel too. So when we look at it from the point of view of hope, it's also about preparation, it's about anticipation. And what happens during Advent, a way, a way of understanding it is to take the analogy of maybe a friend saying they're going to come to your house in a day or two. There will be a lot of excitement for you. There will be a lot of preparation that goes on. You would want to clean the house. You would want to prepare things, make sure it's neat and tidy. On the day that the person is coming, you would like to prepare good food. And everything should be nice. It should be presentable when that person comes. Advent is something similar. But the friend who's coming to us is Jesus. 
And therefore, the mistake we can make is we could be so involved in outwardly preparation that we forget the inward preparation of our hearts. We may spend a lot of time preparing our houses when what we are called to do is prepare our hearts. And therefore, it's all about being alert as the, the readings of today say, especially the gospel. It's being alert so that we can recognize Jesus and by recognizing him, experiencing him. So when we look at today's second reading and the gospel, it talks a lot about drinking and parting and merriment, etc. But there is a certain reason why they do this. Why is it that Paul mentions it and it's also given in the gospel on the first Sunday of Advent? And the important thing here is to understand it in the context of the flood and to understand it in the context of darkness. Why are they saying uh, be alert so that you don't waste your time on this and look towards something better. And we look towards something better by paying attention to the two analogies, darkness and light as given in the second reading, and we also see in the gospel the flood. Flood in a way alludes to darkness. So in the context of Advent, darkness would mean anything that prevents the light of Ad, I mean, Christmas from coming to us, and that light is Christ. So what can block me and stop me from experiencing Christ? So if we are called to prepare our hearts, what stops me from preparing our hearts, or my heart in a way? Because darkness can be looked at as the byproduct of a preparation that focuses on ourselves rather than on Jesus. So the flood, as we also see, was anticipation at the time of Noah. They were waiting for the flood to subside so that they could see light, they could experience the way things were before the flood. And therefore, there's an anticipation, there's a waiting. And Advent is that time for us to really become aware of what is the darkness that surrounds us. What do we really need to do in order to have this darkness move aside so that the light of Christ can reach us? And this darkness, as we see, is not just external, it is internal as well. So St. Paul mentions lust and he mentions jealousy, etc. There can be a lot happening from within that is still darkness for us. And in order to really prepare ourselves, we need to involve ourselves in this preparation. But now, it comes to the point of doing. But before I speak about that, let's take the analogy of water. Because when we talk about a flood, we're talking about water. Now water, as we have seen in the case of the flood, destroys. But water can also nourish. We know what an, an oasis can do to a desert. And therefore when we talk about preparation and we're talking about doing, and as we have seen in the previous GROW series, it's not about looking at whether something is good or bad. It is about looking and seeing whether this thing or the thing that I am doing is it bringing me closer to Christ or is it taking me away from Jesus? That is what we are called to do. And therefore, when we take the analogy of today, today's gospel, which is simply two men are working in the field, one will be taken and one will be left. Two women at the grinding mill, one will be taken, one will be left. What does it mean in the context of Advent? And I've just now mentioned it's about preparation. It's about doing. We're called to prepare our hearts much more than we're called to prepare our houses. 
So it simply means, because if you take the analogy, they are both doing something. The men are in the field, they would have definitely been doing something. The women are the grinding mill, they are doing something. One is left and one is taken. So one way of understanding it is, if we are doing things in preparation for Advent, or in preparation for Christmas, what do we need to leave behind and what do we need to be taken with us as we go through the preparation? So there's a lot that we can do, but there's only limited things we can do that will take us to Christ. While the other things that we are doing may help us, but it will not take us to Christ. It will not allow us to recognize Christ when he comes. So it's what is to be left behind as we start our preparation for Advent. As again, as I mentioned, the church is giving us this opportunity. It is giving us this moment of grace where we are able to really look and see what is the darkness in our lives and what do I need to do to leave behind the things that will not take me to God and start working on the things that will take me to Jesus. And therefore, it brings us back full circle to grace and truth. The truth is that Jesus is coming, and that's what we're going to be anticipating. And grace allows us to prepare ourselves. It allows us to remove that darkness surrounding us so that we can start to allow the light of Christ to enter our lives. And by doing this, we will be able to recognize him, and by recognizing him, be able to experience him in our daily lives. Amen.